0: Wow. Hi there. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters. This is the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture, because it is the most important kind of culture. Just the other day, we got up at 5 a.m. to watch the Academy Award nominees. That's important. You don't do that for any other kind of culture, do you? I don't. I also didn't really actually do it for the Oscar, but whatever. Anyway, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale. But now... Teaming up with another person who is not in your quarantine pod is still somehow in early 2023. Still frowned upon, still lethal. Uh, Worse than trying to rally influential Academy voters to nominate you for a movie that literally nobody has ever seen and ever will. So for now, it is one comic against another. And as a matter of fact, I mean, well, you'll hear in a moment, but these, these two comedians are very, very close. Physically, emotionally, we'll get there. To win this battle... Each of our contestants will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the the great comebacks they have been saving in their notes app, and just waiting for the right moment to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, pundit emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on Maya Rudolph for placing the M M&M and Spokes Candies in what is absolutely a setup for a Super Bowl ad, more weight than a civilian's. Even Tucker Carlson's, you're listening to Troubled Waters. us meet our contestants. Our first contestant is the head of Creative at Multitude, the creator and host of such podcasts as Join the Party. Next stop, what's your favorite
1: Pokemon? It's Eric Silver. That's me. Hello. Welcome, Eric Silver. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, for a second I was like do I not know enough about pop culture and then you said those things I'm like oh yeah no I oh, saw no, that no. on on the internet and I'm sure. like oh no I'm set I yes. am so on the internet I'm I'm plugged in I do have takes about whether or not I thought Megan should just bust in at 530 uh-huh. pacific yes. time and yes. ruin everyone's day Ru- yes. uh, ruin uh, Riz Ahmed's day so I yes. feel very prepared.
0: Yes. Yes. See, you know. You're in the
1: you're in the you're in the no, you're in
0: the zeitgeist. You, you got your finger on the on the spiky pulse, right? Right, but no one asks me
1: if I am. And now that okay. you did, now mm-hmm. I'm like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Do I spend all my time plugged into pop culture? Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, did I do. forget to put on pants today? Uh, but I am. I'm fine. I'm I fine. Can,
0: I can pretty much see that you have pants and opinions, and that's important. <laughs> uh so what is your favorite Pokemon?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think my favorite Pokemon is Mamoswine. Oh uh, Swine. is the evolution of Swinub, who's just kind of like a little, uh, like woolly mammoth, uh, a, kind of like a little woolly mammoth pig, and then turns into like a very large mama, pr- very straightforward. Uh, woolly mammoth with big tusks but in one of the pokemon games you can ride on a mammo swine through the snow and mm-hmm. and the text says bust on through with mammo swine and oh. i find that deeply charming uh so mammo
0: swine is my favorite that's very sweet it's good to have a uh, a catchphrase
1: yeah. If I if I could walk into a room and say it bust on through with Eric Silver, that would be fine for me. That'd be great. That'd be great. And I wish everyone would say it. It, it would be even better than me walking in. And everyone saying norm. I would. really Yeah, that. that'd be that'd
0: be super cool. I uh, when I, I, I the sentence that I said, it's good to have a catchphrase. I uh, my brain wanted to say I think and I say it at the same time. So I said I say, which is now my catchphrase.
1: <laughs> And as a professional podcaster, I ignored it. But as you, as a professional podcaster, you paid attention to it so that everyone mm-hmm. can know your shame.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right, I say. Our second contestant is the CEO of Multituccio. Such podcasts join the party in spirits. What incredible coincidence. She also happens to be sitting next to our first contestant, Eric Silver. Will there be collusion? We'll find out very shortly. It's Amanda McLaughlin.
2: Hi! Hello, hello. How are, How are you? you? Yes, Eric and I uh, work and live together, so you know we couldn't be more potted if possible. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I, I did just want to ask around the around the the Oscar nominations. Yes, do we think Allison Williams went to sleep because <laughs> it started at five in the morning Pacific sure time? Did. Yes. They probably had to be there, what, 3.30 in the morning yeah. for mm-hmm. tech checks. She has mm-hmm. a good two and a half, three hours of glam going on. Did no Allison doubt. Williams go to bed?
0: No, I don't think so. I Certainly think not.
2: So. It's impossible. Yeah. Riz Ahmed impossible. showed up, put on khakis and a coat, and is just there. So, right. you know, the double standard uh, persists, people.
0: <laughs> Incredible gender double standards. Uh, but they both look ter- – that's the problem is they both look terrific. And, and you're absolutely right that Riz Ahmed had been awake for seven minutes when he showed up to set. Yeah.
2: They, yeah no, they that did, was an all-nighter. They did make him say the word dick, though, uh, and not Allison, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> that was true. Nice.
0: That was nice.
2: Oscars that have no cool. more problems. They've solved them all. That's my take. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we did it. We did it, America. Uh, okay, you have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week pop-culturally speaking, so if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two.
1: Eric, we'll start with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, I appreciate you uh, setting up the Oscars, but that mm-hmm. is not what I want to talk about today. Listen, Good. the Oscars has their day. We, we are yes. fighting over who the hell is Andrea Riseborough. We mm-hmm. are figuring out why Viola Davis wasn't allowed in and whether or not oh. Top Gun deserved that nomination for the screenplay. And why and why all sequels are adapted screenplay is absolutely bananas to me. But oh, what I really true. want to point out is the the... The cast that should win for the Oscars, all the uh, the cast that should win for the Oscars is actually the cast listing for the game Quest for the Code. Uh, this was tweeted out by Merritt K recently, and I am so enthralled by the cast of this educational game about asthma that I need to share it with you. It's the most important thing that happened to me this week: is hearing every single name over, uh, asthma, hearing each name the cascade respiratory. Uh, disorder. Asthma. Yes, yeah. like okay. like in Lord of the Flies when when sucks they, your they your say asthma. sucks to your asthma. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> or my lived existence. I have asthma and love learning. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> everybody can win today. Okay, so it's exactly. a game about asthma.
1: Yes, vi- it's a video game about asthma. Okay, um, let me read you. Let me read you the cast. I'm gonna say the name of the. I'm gonna. This is just a, just a screenshot from Wikipedia. I'm gonna say the name. Of the of the celebrity and then the person that they played. Because this is a star-studded cast. Oh, boy. Cuba Gooding Jr. is your guide, mm-hmm. Cyrus. Okay. 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 So, hey, okay, they got Cuba
2: Gooding Resident Jr. Resonant voice, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Diane Sawyer as the newscaster. Okay.
2: okay. All right, they got She's Diane Playing Sawyer. to type. Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Kelsey Grammer as Mucus Ergon, leader of the Evil Seven. I got got to get think, a good
0: one for, vill- this for is, villains this is where it starts to really get
2: yeah right. like yeah. kelsey grammer has always been a man that works kelsey grammer um, is all over the place kelsey grammer right. will take any role you give him but this is this is a little far for for good old kels all right well maybe Here there's we a go. personal connection
1: it's hard to say it's true general yeah. h norman Schwarzkopf as robin roach as Wait. robo roach what he he's famously been dead for like a long time right the, this is from Isn't an old. Dead? It's definitely from an older game. It's I think it came out oh, in like the the late '90s or early 2000s. Oh, okay. okay. Because let's just keep it rolling. We got Whoopi okay. Goldberg as Moldy, Funkmaster what? Flex as the Moldy Mob game announcer, Jeff Goldblum as Alex Dander, Shaquille O'Neal as the Fuminator, Glenn Close as Chalkisha, Gwyneth Paltrow as Perfuma, and Mini Driver as Smokita. 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 <laughs> Smokita. <laughs> oh,
2: I
0: don't
2: wow. I'm both I'm morbidly curious about the depiction of that last character and what Smokita, like... yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Is she a smoke
0: monster? Is she a cigarette? Is she a couch in a, in an old uh legal
1: office? What what is her deal?
2: Secondhand smoke potentially lurking in the corners in oh, the bars?
1: That's what my understanding is, because I think that the people in the later uh or if all these people are part of the evil seven as like the evils and things that activate your asthma um i am wondering if they're all bad people all bad guys based on things that are particulates in your lungs like a sinister six kind of a situation but for your for
0: your lungs
1: yeah Yeah. the mold dander fume i don't know what the fuminator does but if Shaquille O'Neal is doing it i'm interested Well,
0: I want to play this game or get this DVD or CD-ROM or whatever
1: it is. (laughs) The floppy disk that this
0: was on. Floppy disk, a set of floppy disks. Eric, your buzzing word is Asmar. That's
1: fine. Uh,
0: Amanda, what's what's important in your life
2: in the last couple of weeks? A confession I have to make (laughs) is that Pokemon Go has never been more important to me. The game is several years old. Uh, the, the fact that, um, the fact that most people have fallen off the game means nothing to me because I have a consistent love of Pokemon that has mostly manifested in Pokemon Go, the game where you walk around uh, your city, swiping little swipes and catching little pokes. Um, the rest of the world may be more interested in the fact that Pokemon has put out their first like major console release in many years, um, called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Dave, have you heard of this game at all? it was famously incredibly buggy wait were you joking okay.
1: when they said it came out in many years because it's historically known that this comes out so bad so much that it's so bad and so buggy <laughs>
2: Uh, yes, they pushed out the de- they pushed out the release of this title w- way too soon. Um, uh-huh. And so it's for Nintendo Switch. It came out to great sort of anticipation and ended up being so buggy that players were, the first day it came out, posting screenshots and videos of characters like falling through floors and like jumping over walls. Somebody like teleported to the end of the game right away, like minutes after starting. Uh, there are incredible bugs happening. But these bugs are not limited to our consoles. They have in fact led to credit card fraud perpetrated by fish. Oh, no. <laughs> so there is a, uh, a popular Japanese uh, YouTuber who streams fish playing video games. Um, they have uh-huh. set up like an assistive device that uh, lets fish kind of swim. When they swim in certain areas of the tank, it registers a certain input on the controller. So uh-huh. there is a, a Twitch stream that is constantly going of these fish like playing popular video games. Incredibly soothing. And I is, want to look so, it up immediately.
0: I'm sorry, this is F fish and not
1: like a PH fishing scheme no no it's actual. Uh, goldfish goldfish oh, in fact.
0: okay
2: oh yeah um okay. don't worry wait is
1: this also the jam band is could have be a, P- a ph fish
2: <laughs> um i think that probably these fish could jam along with ph fish uh uh-huh. if you kind of mapped that assistive controller onto a keyboard so i think that's perhaps a-, a niche that you could fill
0: if you wish it wow okay so people have been getting ripped off by fish
2: this YouTuber was defrauded by their own fish, uh, where because this game is so buggy, uh, you know, the YouTuber set up the stream. Don't worry, they change out their fish every 12 hours so that they stay healthy and don't get uh, overstimulated. Um, Uh And so at some point when the YouTuber was away from the computer, the game, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, crashed. And so the fish, they keep us swimming. And so as the game crashed, Instead, their little motions of their little trails opened up the e-shop on the Switch, and they, in fact, processed some credit card transactions with their little <laughs> swimmies to not only charge uh, some some charges to the credit card, but also use the YouTuber's loyalty points, his gold, um, to uh, to redeem it for a golfing cosmetic for Nintendo Switch Sport. Um, and the conclusion to the story is: Don't worry, Kotaku writes. Um, the owner doesn't intend to request a refund from nintendo
0: wow wow that's so dystopian i can't <laughs> quite wow okay that that is a multi-layered story it is on land it is in the the briny deep it is in cyberspace it is everywhere yeah, the YouTuber
2: was uh, wow. also doxxed because this was streaming all along, and so their credit card information was up on the stream as the fish <laughs> as the fish added 500 yen um, to their account.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, well, your buzzin', God, what is, I mean, there are so many buzzin' words. There are so many threads to pull on. What I mean, do you have a buzzin' word?
2: I think it should be fraud, because fraud. Uh, I worked in finance <laughs> before becoming a podcaster, and there's nothing I love more than uh, stories of fraud.
0: Wow, fraud. This I spell it with fraud. two X though,
2: one for fish and one for fraud.
0: We will all know. Asmar versus fraud with a PH. Good <laughs> God in heaven. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them at the ready as we move forward. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right, and listen, we are not going easy on you for this first round. I read through this, and this is the hardest game we've ever done in our
1: ones. As- <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, great this, great, is the, great.
0: this is the hardest game I've ever seen. This is the hardest game I've ever seen. <laughs> and and I, I used to, like, pick up Games Magazine and try and do those mazes. I couldn't do that shit. Okay. this. I'm more of a
2: highlights a girl myself, yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Also good. Also good. Goofus and Gallant. We all learn something. Iconic. Yeah. Amanda loves walking into a room and then walking out of a room, and then I got to change three items inside of it, and then she goes, <laughs> there you goes.
0: go. <laughs> it's like, what did he do? <laughs> By the way, with Pokemon Go, when Pokemon Go first started, that is not in my- uh, for, like sphere of experience, right? And I was on a hike in Griffith Park and and it was a bunch of dudes and they were all kind of like standing around and like looking and I was like, is cruising back? <laughs> like, are we going analog? Like, are we putting, like, are we not doing grinder anymore? Or is this like a, like a steampunk kind of like, you know, way yeah. to hook up? Nope, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. It's
2: unplugging, and, baby. It's unplugging. Maybe,
0: nope, no, it is fully plugging
1: in. And
2: maybe people <laughs> hooked up.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I hope they probably. Did. Anyway, our first round. To, to add to add on to that, yes. something. So my backup story was going to be a, that there is a Pokemon Go clone made by the people who made Pokemon Go, Niantic, but it's for the NBA. you're like an NBA player dribbling all over the world as you walk around and do stuff it's out on Apple Arcade right now I don't know anything more about it but it's absolutely bananas and I think you're going to see even more like hype beasts standing out in the Griffiths Park maybe cruising with each other I love it, I can't wait I can't wait,
0: video games are finally for me okay, all right. (laughs) now let's get back to this super impossible game that you're going to fail at Uh, it is called Movie Date January, longest month of the year. It's finally over. Entered February, we get to Marvel once more at times, steady onward March. And then it is March and we get to Marvel at times, steady onward April. You see how it goes. We're about to do around about time. We have found a bunch of movies that take place largely, if not entirely, on a specific day of the year. We want you to correctly identify what dates they are. So I'm going to give you a list of three dates. And then I'm going to give you a list of three movies, and I want you to match them up. We will ask these in turns. I don't know who the other person here is. I don't know why I just said we. I meant (laughs) me. I will ask them in turn. You don't need to buzz in. Eric, the first one is for you. Your dates are Mm -hmm. February 2nd, March 21st, and May 1st. Those are your dates. Your movies are Groundhog Day, The Wicker Man, and Naked Gun 33 and a Third. Which movie took place on which date? Okay. Point for each correct
1: one. I assume that the Wicker Man was on May Day. Um, May Day is actually the day right before my birthday. So I'm very familiar with it because I love sacrificing goats and then saying I'm 32. (laughs) So I assume that the Wicker Man. I assume that's a Wicker Man. Every year you're 32. Every every year I'm 32. If you're
0: 32.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> Groundhog Day, I assume, is the one in February. That is because I think that's Groundhog Day. And then the remaining one is when, uh, is the Naked Gun uh, episode, is the Naked Gun movie. Well,
0: Eric Silver, you have wow. slayed
2: the very
0: first, hardest question in our hardest game. Dang. Uh, Groundhog Day, February 2nd. Naked Gun 33 and a 3rd takes place on March 21st, my mother's birthday. I don't think that's related. And horror classic, The Wicker Man, as you indicated, takes place on May Day or May 1st. There it is. Three points to you. Amanda McLaughlin. can you dig it? June 13th, July 13th, July 14th.
2: Oh, your movies are. Those are your dates. Okay. Your
0: movies are Friday the 13th Part 3, Friday the 13th Part 2, and Friday the 13th.
2: Dave, we just met. Why don't you pull this out on me?
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is a game. This is it.
2: Okay, well, you okay. don't just show
0: up and win prize. You don't actually win prizes at all.
2: But <laughs> that's okay. No, yeah. I, I win affection and your laughs, which is what Eric yes. and I are competing for. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Friday the thirteenth, part three, part two, and then original recipe, and the dates were June thirteenth, July thirteenth, July fourteenth.
2: So I think the original is June thirteenth. Part Friday two, the 13th, I think. Part should... two. Yeah. That one, I think, is July 13th. And then I think part three is July 14th.
0: You guys are absolute masters at the hardest game that we have ever played uh, <laughs> on this planet. Not only on this podcast, but in this world. You are absolutely correct. Friday the 13th was on June 13th. Friday the 13th, part two, takes place on July 13th. And Friday the 13th,
1: part three, uh, takes place on July 14th. Dave, unfortunately, our time being on an actual play podcast for so long, uh-huh. we now play the Game Master. We're barely playing the game. We're watching you. We're in your head, Dave. Oh, boy. You're
0: in here. You know it. You can see the script in front of me. Eric Silver, <laughs> let's see if you can keep your streak of knowing what day the movie happens <laughs> alive. Uh, Eric Silver, your dates are February 29th, June 5th, and July 8th, and your films are Jaws, Leap Year, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
1: Okay, Ferris Bueller's Day Off has to be in June because they're still in school, and uh, only in June because I was a high school teacher for a while. Only mm-hmm. in June would they not care watching Sloane kiss her dad that hard. They're just like, I want to get out of here. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Change <laughs> the year, the year. Uh, it's convertible it's parade weather, weather yes. baby. Yeah, yes, it is parade weather. Um, it's the, the best time to be in Chicago. Uh, Jaws was in July because it's summer, summer, summertime. And then uh-huh. Leap Year is on the Leap Year.
0: Obviously, February 29th. Good God. 100% correct. 100% <laughs> correct on that one, you guys. <sighs> you know, we thought we were really going to stump you. And guess what? your movie date experts,
1: Amanda It's because Cameron has the summertime sadness. You it's can true. see it on his face.
2: And our, mm. our first date. Uh, was at the movies and we would oh, often sneak oh, right. we saw Spider-Man Homecoming uh oh. which was, took place in Queens, New York where mm-hmm. I lived and mm-hmm. most of the movie was me saying to Eric that's a 7 train that's Queens <laughs> love it Eric, he was like it. doesn't that feel well. good <laughs> it feels doesn't good i
0: feel good it's the only reason i watched the first season of Entourage
2: was like oh i just had brunch there <laughs> I just learned that one of the um, co-creators of that series is from my hometown of Merrick, New York, and I felt oh. complex about it. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: My manager long ago, uh, like when that show was at its peak, was like, "It honestly, like, I love it because it's so honest about, like, what life inside, like, agencies and management companies is. Mm. And I was yeah. like, well, you're fired. Uh, okay. <laughs> <I'm at laughs> seems room.
2: bad. Seems bad.
0: Yeah, it's bad. That was, like, I don't, I don't like that. Um, anyway, January 1st. July 15th, December 2nd, January 1st, July 15th, December the 2nd. Your films are Casablanca, Ocean's Eleven, and Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: Oh, baby.
1: Come on, you should know what Ocean's Eleven is.
2: I should, Eric, and that's why I'm paralyzed. Um, Ocean's Eleven is my favorite film. (laughs) Is that true? It really is. I love a heist movie. During early lockdown, we watched about forty heist movies over the course of three or four weeks. Uh, it was very intense.
1: So much so that we were trying to find a uh, we were trying to find the track for the song in Ocean's Twelve when they do the heist in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. uh, because there's like a sitar on it that goes ding. Ding, ding, ding. and we were literally trying to figure out how to put it in our wedding that's how much of it ends mm. it.
2: it didn't work out uh sure. we found other good music but eric tried valiantly um I don't think that happens on New year's Day um so we are we have that we have the friday the 13th which at this point uh couldn't tell you when that takes place and what was the final movie Casablanca Casablanca i've i've got a, a i've never seen the film oh. my mother-in-law will kill me um, I think it's nice out uh, <laughs> during that. So that one, I'm going to say the summertime date, June or July. Okay. For June Christmas. or July 15th? Yes, thank okay. you. Um,
1: I do want to remind you that Ocean's Eleven does happen in places that doesn't have seasons. So do not... Yes. Get that, don't get in your head about that.
2: Thank you. I think I'm going to say December for uh, the December date for Ocean's Eleven, because I'm pretty sure it does not happen at New Year's, which uh-huh. leaves the Friday the 13th, the final chapter, to be something about like liminal spaces and the new year going into New Year's Day.
0: Okay. A- absolutely 100% wrong. 100% wrong. Great.
2: Great. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven
0: me. does, in fact, famously, iconically happen on New Year's Day. Fuck.
2: <laughs> Fuck.
0: In, I'm a fake some, gamer a girl. Uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter happens July 15th. So this is a this is a difficult 72-hour period for young people uh, who yeah. have not yet been stabbed. And yep. Casablanca, December 2nd. How yeah, you would know well, that, not having seen it? I don't know. But it's not my problem, know?
2: Amanda. It's, <laughs> it's the idea. hardest game in the world. You did tell it's me. It's the me hardest it, right? game in
0: the world. We did warn you. Uh, okay. Uh, Eric Silver, your dates. April 14th, March 24th, and the 14th of February. And your films are Breakfast Club, Titanic, and Valentine's Day.
2: Okay. I'm going yeah, to have right. to notice a theme hey, here okay. between <laughs> some of Eric's picks and some of mine. I will
0: give you the name of the, the, the complaints uh, person. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 That's
1: well, fair. It's, um, a, it's uh, someone named Schmave, and it's just a trash can? It's, it's the skunk it's just... living in
2: Schmave's pizza oven? Is that what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you can't make
1: jokes about things and we're recording. Yes, I can, Eric. That's how they know I'm a podcaster, and yes. I'm cooler than them. Okay, uh, okay. So Valentine's <laughs> Day happens on Valentine's Day. Can I get the other? Can I get the other dates as well? Can I get the other dates all- are April fourteenth well. and March twenty fourth. The films are The Breakfast Club and Titanic. Okay, Breakfast Club has to be in March because canonically they are all wearing coats. And even though it is Chicago, Bender does go out there. And when he's out doing the "Don't you forget about me" fist pump, lots—it's—they're all very, very cold. Um, and also, it's wrestling season, so it has to be during the winter months. So that's March, and then the last one is—is uh, is April, the the remaining uh, April fourteenth, yeah, Titanic for Titanic. Daniel, one hundred percent correct on
0: that Damn. one. Valentine's
1: Day is, of course, February fourteenth.
0: Uh, the Titanic sank, I guess, on April fourteenth.
2: I guess I don't know that either yeah,
0: and the Breakfast Club happens on March twenty fourth. I guess
1: nineteen eighty five ish. I don't know. Dave keeps giving me
2: <laughs> movies. They
1: do seem movies to be have holidays, yeah, 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 and then John Hughes either. movies, which I know, <laughs> and then one mm-hmm. extra one that I just put on the thing. It's okay, honey. Mm-hmm.
2: All of our all of our winning points are shared. That you didn't read that in the prenup. <laughs> no,
1: that's that's taxes,
2: right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. October thirty first. November 26th, and December okay. 11th. And Feeling your films about this. are Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, another John Hughes movie, Psycho, and Halloween.
2: Well, oh, you Dave, got this. thank yes. you for this layup. Mm-hmm. Halloween, I'm going to say, is in fact on Halloween. Okay. The There's verse. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, nice. and Psycho. Those are the yeah. other mm-hmm. two. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know what Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is about?
2: I have no idea, but Eric, I don't need a hint, because I'm going to assume it's about getting home after Thanksgiving. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's in the November date, and I think that like the rest of us in the lead up to the holiday season, uh, Psycho, it was just all a little bit too much, and Mm. it was in early December.
0: (laughs) You're absolutely right on that one. Although I believe Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is about getting home for Thanksgiving. You've outed yourself as somebody who lives in the city. (laughs) Getting home. From oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also a nightmare. True, true, true. Also a nightmare. Uh, but yes, three out of three on that one. At the end of that impossible, grueling round one, Eric has nine points and Amanda has six. But guess what? It's still anybody's game. It is now time for a round we are calling Seems Like a Fun Guy. January saw <laughs> the premiere of the HBO series The Last of Us. Yes, sure is, did. Based on a video game that I will never play. Uh, Because it sounds terrifying and it answers the question what if we actually got to see Pedro Pascal walking around showing his face a lot on TV again we love Mm. it meanwhile in February Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, just down the block from me, not to brag, will be officially opening their Super Nintendo world, which promises to try. to. Why
1: would you hurt me like this, Dave? Why would you (laughs) tell me and remind me? Uh, Why would? I love Mario in this house. I want to go so badly. All I do is see the influencers there already. I know I'm not going to be able to go. We're on the East Coast and that's in L.A. And I know like it would be more likely for me to go to the one in Japan than to go to the <laughs> one in L.A. and enjoy myself for the next. Like it's going to be packed for the next six months. I feel mm-hmm. like I, know, I there's going to be no time as someone who doesn't live there who can just like show up when it opens. That like, yeah. I'm so I'm really clamped. Rec- I'm very right. verklempt about the fact okay. that I'm not going to be able to go anytime soon. Well, all right. I'm, it's probably
0: not going to be that good. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, just, gonna, it's, like, it's gonna, gonna suck. Everyone, who's it's Universal so Studios. I just, it's kind of rough. Like, if just you ever did the Simpsons ride, those... you get whiplash. Anyway,
2: I just want to go in the <laughs> one of have... those little pipes and poke my head up, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming out of. A like new you're level. a little piranha plant. Yeah. yeah. Mm,
0: okay. Um, I mean, that can be done at home with simple cardboard,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and scissors. Eric is really good at Canva, um, and I think he could do a little background remove on me and a little, yeah. a little, a little right there. Uh, See.
0: See, we found solutions. Uh, okay, so <laughs> The Last of Us, Super Mario, obviously both video games. Uh, an absolutely free point will be awarded to either player if they can tell me right now what else the two properties share.
1: Asmar. Uh-huh. They're both mushroom-based. They're mushroom-based. There are, are mushroom mi- based. Myc- Ooh, involved or whatever the, the fuck that means. Are you a
2: mycologist? because you just- uh, searches for a verb related to mushrooms harvested that point. There
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. Dug it up. I don't know if you do that.
2: There, that's there. better. That's better, Dave.
0: Um, okay. Mushrooms. Yes. Mario Brothers takes place in the fictional mushroom kingdom, which is, I guess, being uh, brought to life very close by here in bright colors. Uh, although I, I actually did. Uh, TJ Chambers, friend of the show, uh, did post from there the other night. And it really looks like, uh, speaking of mushrooms, that you should be on them if you want to go. Uh Anyway, yeah. the zombie outbreak of The Last of Us is based entirely off of the actually very horrific and real zombie mushrooms, Cordyceps, which, by the way, I just saw on sale at <laughs> Like Yo, They're selling uh, them uh, as uh, like <laughs> adaptogens
1: or whatever. Feels my like idea of, of Erewhon, my idea sale. of Erewhon of just yes. hearing LA comedians and podcasters talk about it, mm-hmm. is that it's kind of like, uh, like a bazaar in a fantasy world that like you can get anything if you pay enough. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's sort of like that. It It's like a grocery store, okay. but you have to pay so much more money.
1: It's just <laughs> stuff.
0: It's stuff that you recognize from grocery stores, but it's like here it's in a slightly different can and it's four times as much. And right. I am like, yeah, that's a good deal. I'll take my money. I might actually buy these fucking cordyceps and turn into a zombie just because (laughs) I hate having money. Anyway, Mm. mushrooms, having a big moment is basically what we're saying. So we decided to test your knowledge of nature's roulette wheel. Sometimes it'll be delicious. Sometimes it'll turn you into a zombie. Sometimes it'll just make you feel the heartbeat of planet Earth and breathe along with it. Uh, You just don't know what you're going to get is what I'm saying. So I'm going to read you a list of mushroom names. And I just want you to tell me toadstool, use the word toadstool if the mushroom that I have revealed is a real mushroom, from a list of the most expensive mushrooms in the world, which again, will be four times as expensive at Erewhon, or say toads drool, if they are a fictional mushroom from a video game. Nice. Mm. I read the name of the mushroom, you buzz in with your buzzing words, which again are Asmar and Fraud with a PH, and I will know if you're saying it with a PH or an F. Oh Uh, yeah, if you think you know. Okay, here we go. Number one, Porcini's.
2: Fraud with pH.
0: Yes. <laughs> Toadstool. That's a real one. Toadstool. That's correct. It is a real one. They are priced at $50 to $70
1: a pound. Number two. Blister Wart. Oh, uh, Asmar. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's from Skyrim. Toad's Drool. Toad's Drool. Yes,
0: it is from Skyrim. That... Of them are real in Skyrim, apparently. But Blister Wart ain't. Okay. Stamella Stamella.
2: Fraud pH. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Toad's Drool. That doesn't sound like a real one. It's correct. Uh, Those are from the Legend of Zelda video games. Mm. Number four,
1: Lion's Mane. Asmar. Yes? Uh, That is Toad's Stool. That shit's real. That shit's cool.
0: That shit is real, and it's supposed to be good for ADHD, although it's not really working for me. Ten bucks a pound. (laughs) Uh,
1: Number five, Kalahari. Asmar. Yes? I'm pretty sure that's Toad's Drool. I think that's fake. No, it's
0: real, $4 a pound. So I wouldn't if I were you. It sounds like it'll make you barf. Uh, Number six, Goombella.
2: Broad PH. Yes. This has got to be from uh, Super Mario Toad's Drool.
1: Yeah, that's the lady Goomba who you fall in love with in uh, Mario Odyssey, yeah. It's a fictional
0: character that appears in Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door.
1: Uh, I'll give you the point Dave, speaking of expensive, do you know Mm. how expensive trying to buy a copy of Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is?
0: That's an answer I will never know.
1: Uh, It's in the hundreds of dollars. It's too much. It feels like. Because Nintendo won't, they're too busy making us want to go to their in-person park to remake (laughs) Thousand Year Door Uh because it's stuck on GameCube. So that's Uh, why they're so expensive. Oh, I see. So you gotta get yourself GameCube too. I have one, and I still need. I, it's the things that I will spend a lot of money on, and the things that I won't make uh, absolutely no sense. I will buy a purple N64 because I deserve it, but I will not spend the hundred dollars to get a Thousand Year Door and actually play it.
0: I did not mean to trigger you by bringing it up. I'm very <laughs> sorry, but we're going to get through this together. It's okay. Uh, okay. Chanterelles.
2: Oh, Frog peach.
0: Oh, I see. Yes, Amanda.
2: That is a real one, toadstool. That
0: is a real one. Goes for about two hundred dollars a pound, and sounds like a girl group from the sixties, doesn't it?
2: Yes, Schatz it does. Else.
0: Uh, okay,
1: morels, asmar. Yes, that's also real.
2: That Toadstools.
0: is also real, toadstool. Thirty to ninety dollars a pound. A good, reasonable mushroom. Yep. Uh, number nine, amungus.
2: Oh, no, Fuck. Oh, yes, Amanda. Uh, that is toadstool. That is a game where you kill your friends.
0: <laughs> well it you it, all I needed was toads drool the rest of it you were way off it's a yeah, fictional yeah, yeah. mushroom uh, that is also a type of Pokemon
1: it's the Pokemon the Pokemon that look oh, were
2: you joking I know the joke is that people say the game among us as oh a no
1: hocus. I'm a, my oh. I had my own preconceived notions <laughs> and I'm so sorry you, were, you okay. were funnier than me and I learned something
0: today
2: <laughs> no honey, right. it's okay
1: all right finally Yartsa Gunbu Asmar. Yes. I feel like since, again, because I'm playing Dave, I'm not even playing the game. I see the Matrix mm-hmm, in front of me. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the one at the end where Dave is trying to make us say the wrong thing. So I'm going to say it's Toadstool. I'm going to say it's real.
0: Wow. You really know me. You've been talking about therapist. I've been talking about you, Eric. Uh, you got a point for that. It is, in fact, Toadstool. It is a species of cordyceps that will infect, kill, and then grow out of a caterpillar. And it markets ah. at about $50,000 per pound. Hell yeah. 2K for an ounce keep it away from me i don't want it sounds (laughs) gross at the end of round two eric is still in the lead with 14 but amanda has narrowed that lead she has 11 oh boy we are just getting started we're gonna take a little break we'll be right back with more troubled waters they can be anywhere at your office in your car and they are wrong
1: My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's
0: wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small, something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are.
1: You know what you did was wrong, (laughs) but your daughter is a liar who eats garbage.
0: (laughs) They call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org JJHO. And welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Eric Silver and Amanda McLaughlin. Our next round is our song round. It's called You Can Leave Your Hat On. The third and final part of the biggest trilogy since the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is on its way this month. That's right. It is Magic Mike's last dance. You and know at the same it, time,
2: baby. I can't yes, wait.
0: You know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be I can't
2: wait. I can't wait. Mm.
0: Me either. At the same time, Hulu has just released its drama series, Welcome to Chippendales. So it seems like stripping having a bit of a moment, or you could say stripping is taking off, like clothes. Get it? Oh, I see what you did there. That's right. So we're going to do a music round that is all about taking off your clothes. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play you a song. You buzz in and tell me, as soon as you know what it is, buzz in, tell me whether it is about taking your clothes off or having clothes on. So, (laughs) if it's about taking your clothes off, you say, take them off. If it's about having clothes on, say, leave them on. Number one. Hot and, hot and, hot and
1: so hot. Oh, Asmar! Uh, yeah, there. take them off. Take them off. Take them off. It's hot that in here. Is... We're in a studio, and of course, there it
0: is. Hot in here by Nelly. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Um, I, do you remember the show called uh, "Hit Me One"? Hit Me, Baby, One More Time. It was on NBC, probably 12, 15 years ago. No, no. it didn't last. It was uh it was like a, a music based show and they had it was bands from like the eighties and early nineties and they came back and they did their like their old song that they were famous for and then they did a cover of a new song and the audience voted on which they liked best or whatever. Anyway, Wang Chung came on. They did, of sure. course, everybody have fun tonight, and then they did. Hot in Here by Nelly. And I'll never forget it because they were very British with it and the lead singer said, getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes.
2: Really (laughs) hit the TH. Yeah. And it was sort of gross,
0: but hot at the same time. I don't know. I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That show did not last and Wang Chung are all dead. They're not. Uh, Number two.
1: just lay down to my side. Do you feel my heat on your skin? Oh, no. I forgot we're old Amanda we don't know new songs I know so, but I mean how does it make you feel I guess really
2: Uh, Fraud PH um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say leave it on
0: oh wow well that was don't be shy by Imani take off your clothes blow off the fire
2: oh. the lyrics mm.
0: but I mean it just sounds like a take off your clothes song that's true. it does you know It does. I, mean? I
2: was thinking are we gonna lay chastely side by side in our night clothes uh, but no no that's not yeah, what we're no.
0: doing that was, that was a real take them off song. Anyway, mm. incorrect. That was Imani. I don't know who Imani is. She's dead. Uh, okay, number three. She's not dead. Woke
1: up cold, cold one Tuesday. I'm looking tired and feeling quite sick. I felt like there was something... Oh, Asmar. Mm-hmm. Eric. Uh, yeah, we gotta, I got to put on my new shoes, so I'm putting them on. Putting
0: them on. <laughs> Leaving them on. Nice. Leaving
1: nice. Them on. New shoes by Paolo Nutini. I got some new shoes on, and suddenly everything's right. I love that song. Dave, you activated the part of my brain where I tried to remember like what I was watching on TV t- twelve mm. to fifteen years ago, and one of those <laughs> things was VH1, and this is when New <laughs> Shoes was all that music video oh. was all over, all over it. Yes, this was their that was their last like swing
0: at playing actual like music and stuff during the day. Yeah, New Nutini. Oh, he was he was like uh, oh what did they call like if you were um, if it, like. Hot and fresh, or something like they had a name, <laughs> handpicked, or or something like VH1 had a shit. This is gonna drive me crazy all day now.
1: I know but exactly they, what you're talking about. I it was wa- like I watched uh, that like Buzzworthy on MTV, but yeah, different. yeah. I watched a lot of that in my room at my dad's house. At 8- uh, in the on VH1, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn,
0: Paolo Nutini, where has he gone? Point to you. I think I gave it to you. I hope I did. Anyway,
1: number four. you Look at me, and I look at
0: you. I'm reaching for your shirt. What you want me to do? Oh, uh, that's Oh, fish.
2: It's gonna be taking off your clothes.
0: Yes, absolutely. You hear the voice of Snoop Dogg. You're not leaving your clothing on. No. 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 He no, wants you know. no part of your clothness. Uh that was Snoop Dogg. Uh being featured on the Pussycat doll's buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buttons. Uh, by and Pussycat it's
2: not about dolls. buttoning up. It's about buttoning down.
0: It's about buttoning down. It's actually the lyric goes, loosen up my buttons, babe. You yeah. don't, you don't loosen buttons. You, they're done or they're not done. They're don't, you don't if get anything, in there and like loosen the thread around the button.
2: No, if anything it's you got loosen the, the button hole sometimes when you get a garment yes. and it's brand new you have to you have to wear the hole in um but I until this moment thought it was bottoms babe I didn't think it was, bottoms. It was <laughs> <bottoms>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because I was in middle school when Apple bottom jeans came out sure. and, and that it's just you know it, it's constantly the back of my brain if Eric's like oh honey what are you thinking about half of my brain is thinking about apple bottom jeans and half yeah. is thinking about you know whatever else we're talking about
0: sure. Loosen Up the Hole, also a famous <laughs> Pussycat Doll
2: song, did yeah, not that's feature. Fair. That's,
0: fair. Uh, that's disgusting, I'm so sorry. It, you'd <laughs> be absolutely right if you both left the room right now. Uh, okay, uh, you got a point for that one.
2: Yes. Yay. Cool.
0: Okay, uh, number five.
2: Asmar. Oh, fish. I think it's about putting on clothes, baby. I, I, what do you think it is? I think it's Hello Dolly. Is that right? Oh, no. I don't know. It's not.
1: Um, Amanda but it is always about assumes it's Hello on. Dolly. Amanda assumes it's always Hello Dolly because she, really? once a week she comes up to me and says, Hello Dolly fucks. <laughs> Hello Dolly does fuck. <laughs> and it's um, all
2: about putting on your nice clothes and walking around the town and maybe getting well, a husband.
0: There's Put on Your Sunday Clothes. Exactly. Uh, from Hello Dolly.
2: Exactly um, right.
0: Yeah. Hello Dolly, I don't think has any. Hello, darling, that's a nice hat and cardigan. Uh, No, Uh, the song is The Sun Has Got His Hat On. I don't know what it's from.
2: Wow. Our writers found
0: it. Lyrics go hip, 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 hooray. The sun has got his hat on and he's coming out today. And
1: these are one of these songs, which if someone told you like, hey, this is a metaphor for the gold standard, I'd be Mm -hmm. like, all right, sure. Yeah, it's probably not. though. It's probably just like, hey,
0: look, the sun is nice. You used to be able to do that in the culture. You can't. <laughs> sure. Number six. I want a girl with the right allocations. Please oh,
1: listen. Asmar. Ah, uh, Asmar. I'm, well, hmm. I guess she had it on already, but if I'm looking for someone with a short skirt and a long jacket, I hope that they have it on the whole time. So uh, I think it's keep putting your, it's putting your, um, keep your clothes on. Or put yeah, your clothes it's on. leave them on. It's leave them on. you yeah. just wants a short skirt and then, what you, you know, I think it, they remain on the body. We've well, chosen. I mean, this is like the, it's the musical equivalent of a Tinder date. So yes. it's like, or at least swiping on Tinder. Yes. So it's like eventually the short skirt and the long jacket need to come off. So I wasn't sure, sure which way it was going to go. But not Eric necessarily more... in the universe of the
2: song. Like jazz, it's more about the things that are left unsaid in the song.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. It's, it's the notes you don't play. It's the, yeah. the short skirt and the long jacket that you don't take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on
2: let's play big
0: bank take love bank you are looking at a, Asmar.
1: a yes eric i'm going purely off of feel i feel oh no see in my heart i feel like i'm taking clothes off but now i'm worried if this is like paul wall-esque or trap-esque i feel like you're putting on your jewelry and such so now which i've just sounded like the whitest person in ever existed <laughs> So that's uh, been go going on for first, some time now. I've been going with my first gut Gut feeling and say, I'm taking clothes off.
0: It's correct. I Love Them Strippers by Two Chains featuring Nicki Minaj. Okay.
2: Okay. Can't okay. keep
0: close on Two Chains. Uh Okay. Finally, number eight. She was afraid to come out of the locker. Oh, she was
2: afraid that somebody say Oh, fraud. Fraud was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, you get a bonus point. Putting it on. For Citing those lyrics.
2: Thank you, Dave. I didn't Dave. tell you that we was a possibility
0: because I didn't even think about it until just now. We
2: sung it in my middle school choir. Ask me now what I think of that decision.
0: <laughs> Wait. You, hold on. Uh, how did that go over in America, New
2: York? You know, uh. Funny for us, because we have to say the word bikini. Uh, And probably for our parents, uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Probably weird. Probably weird. (laughs) We're going to a middle school play. uh, No, I'm sorry. We're going to a middle school musical tonight. Uh, Yes. What what show?
1: Footloose.
2: Ooh. Footloose. How about that? Fascinating. It's going to be weird. Any
1: time that you're going to a recognized musical, whether it's a Musical version of a movie musical or a musical of a of a Broadway musical, because uh-huh. like in middle school, you know that the music director is just like, finally, I get to do my Die Hard musical. I'm gonna make these children do it. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, it's fine. I give me what you got, children. Yeah, like yeah. express
0: yourself. I have not seen the stage version of Footloose, and I, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it's just they just do the soundtrack, and so we'll hear like, let's hear it for the boy, and holding out for a hero, and Footloose course mm-hmm. um i have absolutely no idea what to expect uh our friend's daughter is in the ensemble you know you got gonna Cute. they humble you in seventh grade sixth grade i am right? um... and then I'm just going to
2: suggest, Dave, that you don't stand up and yell, take it off in the middle of okay. Footloose, because okay. while he yeah, is shaking gonna... off his shoes, <laughs> I just do don't think that's the context for you to keep playing mm-hmm. the game. So just mm-hmm. a piece of advice. Okay.
0: Sometimes when I take my lion's mane adaptogen, I just, you know, <laughs> the spirit <laughs> takes me over, but I will try.
1: Yeah. I it wasn't try me. It was it the caterpillar on. that's controlling my nervous system. Exactly.
0: Exactly. At the end of that round, oh my goodness, what a, what a fight we have on our hands Eric and therefore Asmar have 18 points Amanda and Fish who want to steal your money Uh have 16 points we're going to take another little break we're going to go deep inside we're going to find our center we're going to be back our fightinest selves after this break on Troubled Waters
1: Hi I'm Ketchup and I'm Socks And I'm ball bearings. And I'm pigeons. And I'm water towers.
2: And I'm cardboard.
1: Surprise, we're actually humans.
2: Humans making a podcast about those kinds of topics.
1: Because those are real episode topics on the podcast, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. That's a podcast where we take ordinary seeming things like ketchup and socks and cardboard and bring you the little-known history and science and stories that make those things secretly incredibly fascinating.
2: Secretly Incredibly Fascinating!
1: The title of the podcast. Hear the back catalog anytime and hear new amazing episodes every Monday at MaximumFun.org.
0: I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Eric Silver and Amanda McLaughlin. Folks, the heterosexuals have done it again. There's gonna be another Super Bowl this year. I guess it's good news in that it gives us an excuse to play one of our favorite games, the motivational speech. This is the game that puts you in the position of the coach who is charming and yet flawed and yet flawed in a way that only makes you more charming from every sports movie that you have ever seen in your life. Maybe even some heist movies. Probably somebody has to, like, get people's spirits up in a heist movie. Heist got doesn't it. always go well. Sometimes you're trapped in the in the duck work in the ceiling, and you need somebody to give you a little motivational speech. Anyway, the, you know the, the moments place. from movies where everything seems place. like it's lost. The other team has so many more points. But then a charismatic leader is about to pull you from the edge and make you believe in yourself and sport or heist again. So we have asked our listeners to give us some prompts for some real-life tasks that they are struggling to complete They're hoping that you can summon your inner Ted Lasso or Gordon Bombay or Kyle Chandler in truly any role to help them summon the spirit to fight and to win this game and therefore life. So, Eric. Yes. Because you're just a little bit ahead, I'm going to have you go first. Give me a motivational speech. Then, once again, this is from our listeners that will help one of, or maybe more of our listeners call their mom.
1: Team, it's been a hard one out there. Things are going badly on the internet. Every single company is laying off 7% of their workforce at the same time. There's no snow in New York City for nearly 365 days a year. But you know who wants to hear about that? Who needs that explained to them? Your mother! She doesn't know these things, she's not on Twitter. She's, she's probably not even waiting for you to call. She's out doing mom things. She's with Ed and the dogs and enjoying herself. But she needs you to call to tell her what's going on. And she'll talk to you about what's going on with her. And honestly, for moms, that's just as important as you sharing your thing. She needs to talk to someone else. There's a lot going on in her life. Ed got 50% off at Kroger on some stuff that she wasn't anticipating. And that's what's important. Team, look inside yourself and think about what you would want to do for an hour. Because if you don't call your mom, she's going to call you and you're going to be in the middle of something and she's going to talk to you for an hour. It's on you to change your life and call her call your, oh mom. Call call your, your mom. mom call there your God
0: mom oh, call your mom call your mom at the end
1: wow you're good
0: 4 points full for
2: eyes. that boys yeah.
1: eyes, full hearts call your mom
0: call your mom you know i i did have to dock you a point because you didn't mention that she will tell you that someone you never heard of died you know what i mean that's fair or like oh do you remember uh uh do you remember tanya she had a stroke i don't yeah.
1: i don't yeah. tanya I don't remember that. With my but, uh, mom, it's strong. more... When my mom gets mad that I don't tell her things that like my like friends I had from high school had big mm-hmm. life changes and they only posted about it on Instagram, mm-hmm. then she gets mad at me when she sees it two weeks later and she's like, why did anyone tell me? I'm like, it was on Instagram. It's Daniel's like,
2: baby is two weeks old. Why didn't I know about this two weeks ago? <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: So that, mm-hmm. That's where my mom goes. That's a mom for you. Amanda McLaughlin, it is now your turn. Give... One of our listeners, and truly uh, me as well, an inspirational speech that will inspire them and me to clean out that garage. Your time starts now.
2: Ooh. The garage. Unappreciated. Unthought about. Off to the side. Not fully insulated. Probably the floor smells a little bit like motor oil from that one time that your car had a leak, but you didn't notice because you were on vacation in Florida visiting the parents in their new condo in Tampa. But the garage is a space of untold wonder. Did you know that the square footage of a garage doesn't count toward the square footage of your home? But that is still usable space that is available to you. Imagine, imagine searching in the pocket of a coat you haven't worn since last winter, and there is a crisp hundred dollar bill given to you by your grandma on Christmas, because who the fuck else carries hundred dollar bills regularly? (laughs) That's what it's like when you walk into your garage and realize how much square footage, nay, how much cubic footage is available to you. Garages are not just about putting the, the dirty stuff you don't want inside the house, the gardening tools, the, the wheelbarrow, etc., etc. Garages can be an extension of your home. Imagine a, a second freezer where you can freeze those eight pounds of pork belly erroneously delivered to your home last week, Eric and Amanda, that you then had to deal with <laughs> in your apartments, an apartment-sized freezer and refrigerator. Imagine a space where you can, uh, you can jam out. You can set up your drum kit for your kid so he doesn't fucking annoy you every single night when he's trying to practice the drums. I- imagine a space where you can have uh, your, your hobby cave. You can have your shelving. You can have your ceiling hooks. You can have your rowing machine. You can have all of the things in your home that might take up otherwise livable space. You can make that garage a brand new room for you. And that begins with the hard work, the dirty work, the satisfying work of knowing that you start your day with a messy overfull garage and you end it with possibility. Mm. So few chances in life do we have to take a a morass of broken tools, cardboard boxes, maybe a skunk or two, and turn it into a clean slate. That's the opportunity, Dave, and listener who may or may not be Dave, lying in front of you.
0: Uh, Oh my god. Amanda, you painted such a strong picture. You just opened saying the garage and pausing. Like you almost could have gone to Webster describe, it says, defines the word garage as whatever, but you didn't. You painted a real picture. Uh, I saw a crisp $100 bill. I saw a garage. Uh I don't even have a garage. You brought it into (laughs) real life. You brought it into the fanciful. You stuck the landing. Eight points to you, which means we have a winner by one point. Amanda McLaughlin, and therefore this story about fish that I don't understand is the most important story for the next two weeks. Congratulations, Amanda! Hell yeah!
2: Thank you. This is a shared victory. I have to say, Eric did send me that story and say, "Honey, it's fraud and Pokemon, yeah. your favorite two things." No. <laughs> uh, no. no. So just no. No.
0: you want it, you just, want it fair just and square. Wanna, I just want to show
2: share. credit where credit is due.
0: Nope, nope. It will bear yours. out on our taxes. It's fine. <laughs> yours <laughs> and yours alone. It Thank is now you. time or plugs. Let us know what you're working on and then to offset the ego karma, tell us something someone else did or made that you want the world to know about. Amanda, Amanda Champion, that's your new name. (laughs) We'll start with you.
2: Thank you so much. So I run Multitude, which is Multitude.Productions where we have all kinds of incredible shows. We have resources for creators. We have a thriving community. And every single week I am co-hosting Spirits, a feminist queer dive into mythology and folklore, and Join the Party, an actual play podcast where Eric and I are starting a great wide world of a pirate-themed campaign that we cannot wait to play. And I am on social media at She's So Mickey, a show that I do not make but really think is very good is called wow if true hosted by a tech journalist and an ip lawyer all about the wildest memes happening on the internet right now explaining to you what that thing that somebody mentioned that they saw on tumblr is really all about wow a deep dive i love it a deep dive indeed
1: uh Eric. eric Uh, yeah, I, a lot of the stuff that Amanda said, I'm doing the same stuff. Uh, yes, join the party. We are starting a pirate-themed campaign set in a world of plant and bug people. It's going to be so much fun. The first episode, uh, like our first world-building episodes, and hopefully some other ones when by the time this comes out, uh, will be out so y'all can enjoy that. But I am also the uh, host and creator of Games and Feelings, which is an advice show all about games, whether we're talking video games, board games, tabletop RPGs. Uh, pub trivia, this podcast, um, escape rooms, sports, and all of that. Uh, We cover all that stuff. Uh, We've just recently gone weekly and it's been so, so, so much fun to do it. We folded that Pokemon show. I did that in over COVID just as something to like give to the world. And now we folded that into Games and Feelings. Um, And it's just been a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, and something that I'm really enjoying is the reporting going on around Dungeons and Dragons and the open gaming license, which is a really big deal going on. Basically, the people who own the game Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro, their corporate uh, subsidiary, um, has basically been trying to change the license that has allowed third party creators to make Dungeons and Dragons homebrewed stuff and sell it. Uh, and make a living off of it because the corporation wants more money, and that's ridiculous. And there's been some really, really great reporting coming out around that, especially from uh, Linda Codega out at uh, Gizmodo.
0: All right. Thank you, Eric.
1: Um,
0: I am Dave Holmes. I plug all my stuff all day long on uh, Twitter at Dave Holmes until I finally leave it, which someday has got to happen. But I want everybody who can hear my voice right now to know about a book called Life on Delay. It is written by my friend John Hendrickson. He is an editor at uh, The Atlantic. We used to work together at Esquire. Uh, it is a story about his uh, his lifelong uh, stutter and uh, and about uh, what we know about life with a stutter. And and uh, it is it's personal. It's informative. It is just truly such a good book. I'm in awe of his talent. It will uh, it will just fill you uh, with love and joy and empathy. Uh, life on Delay by John Hendrickson. Everybody get it. Eric Silver, Amanda McLaughlin, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing We're Eric Silver. Make noise. Woo! Amanda McLaughlin. Wee! Our theme music is USA versus. That's my favorite. We is my favorite voice. Thank Our theme you. music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duennas. And Laura Swisher, she's making a noise, but you can't see her. She's dead. She's not. Uh, we'll see you next time on Trouble Waters. <laughs> bye bye.
2: MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.